So as we wind up Ahab, we're going to look at a few events that led to his death. Now we're not going to go into 1 Kings 22. I've done 1 Kings 22 four or five times in different sections, so we're not going to go there. For 1 Kings 22 is the doom and demise of Ahab. Now we're going to go to events that happened just after Naboth and the vineyard. We're going to get to a situation, and Elijah is once again going to come before Ahab. He's going to come to Ahab, and he's going to uh, talk with him about Naboth and the vineyard. Now, we're at the point now where, if you'll remember, God had told Elijah to anoint Jehu to replace Ahab. He has Elisha ready to back up Elijah and Hazel to take over Benadad. Now that Elijah has carried out those instructions, he turns his attention, Elijah turns his attention back to Ahab, and it is not a good time for Ahab at all. When a man of God turns and looks at you, it's not always a pleasant time. Sometimes God gives him a word for you, a word you don't want to hear. 1 Kings 21, this is where we're going to be, 1 Kings 21, 20. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. First thing we're going to say is, remember when Ahab saw Elijah while the drought was going on, He's out looking for grass for the animals, and he comes across Obadiah, and he sends Obadiah to go get Ahab. So when Ahab comes back, the first thing he says when he sees Elijah, Ahab says, Are you the one troubling Israel? It wasn't Elijah that was troubling Israel. It was Ahab's sin that was troubling Israel. Now, Elijah finds him again, and Ahab says, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? Ahab is Ahab's enemy, not Elijah. The one troubling Israel is Ahab. Ahab has failed to see his sin as sin. He has failed to see his own actions for what they were. He never saw the truth about him, the truth about himself, or, and this is a side thought, perhaps he never thought other people would find out the real him. I know some people who go out of their way to make sure you only see what they want you to see, not the real them. That might have been Ahab. Ahab fails to see God as the God. The God that knows things. The God that sees you at all times. Ahab is stuck in his own little world, kind of like people today. They want God to come bless them and go away and not ask them how they're living. They want God to watch over them as long as they, he doesn't question how they live or what they're doing or how they serve. Ahab was the same way. He wanted to live how he wanted to live, and when he ran crying to God, he wanted to get his blessing and move on. 
That's not how it works. So Elijah finally accosts him. Elijah finally runs out of nice words to say. In fact, if you'll go back to the accounts, he really wasn't all that mean to Ahab, despite all the trouble Ahab has caused. But Elijah finally accosts him, and he says, I have found thee because of the uh, thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Ahab thought he as king, or he as a man, was the final authority. He was not. God is the final authority, the one that sets the moral compass. And Ahab has broken his moral compass. 1 Kings 21, 21. Behold, Elijah speaking from the Lord to Ahab. Behold, I will spring evil upon thee, and will take away thy posterity, and will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel, and will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. Ahijah. For the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger and made Israel to sin. Ahab, you have provoked me to anger. You have led Israel astray with your idolatry, with your sin. And for that, Ahab, you will not have an heir left alive in Israel. No posterity for you. No line to come from behind you. No all the males in your family are going to die. There will be nothing. I'm wiping your line from the face of the earth. They have. The pronouncement here is such a grievous thing. The line of Ahab no longer shall be. All the males in the line of Ahab shall be killed. God is going to take away his posterity, his history, his place in the line of the kings. There is no lineage descending from Ahab. His house, like the house of Basha and Jeroboam, both who led Israel into idolatry, shall be wiped off the face of the earth. 1 Kings 21, 23. This is interesting. 1 Kings 21, 23. And of Jezebel, Ahab's wife, and of Jezebel also spake the Lord, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Him that dieth of Ahab in the city, the dog shall eat. And him that dieth in the field shall the fowls of the air eat. Jezebel, that wicked queen, led Israel to sin, into idolatry, deep into idolatry. Killed the prophets of God. That Jezebel is going to die, and God pronounced judgment against Jezebel. She gets her own pronouncement, and as far as I can find, she is the first woman. In fact, she's the very last woman until the book of Acts, thousands of years later, to ever be included in the guilt pronouncement of her husband. Sapphira and Ananias in the New Testament. Yet Jezebel in the Old Testament is the only woman ever 
judged because of her husband. Now there's another one, Athaliah, but she's not judged because of her husband, she's judged because of her own actions. Jezebel and her husband were wicked and they led Israel astray. And she is pronounced by name to be destroyed. And him that dieth of Ahab, that means all of Ahab's land, uh, line that die in the city, the dog shall eat. And him that dies in the field, the fowls of the air shall eat. Nothing's going to be left. No burial grounds, nowhere. Ahab, your family is gone, done, period, end of story. There's nothing left of you when I'm done with you. 1 Kings 21, 25. But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord, whom Jezebel, his wife, stirred up. And he did very abominably in following idols, according to all things as did the Amorites, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. There was none like unto Ahab. We have followed him from our introduction to him to just now, or to now, just before his death. We have seen out of Ahab apathy, <clears throat> indifference, idolatry, cowardice, and just a tad bit of arrogance. He sold himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord. There was none like Ahab. We've heard God say that, but not in a negative sense like this. And the worst part was that Ahab is king of the very children of God. The very chosen of God. And Ahab is their king. Now, what it says here, it says he did the same as the Amorites with the idolatry. If you remember... When Moses is leading the children of Israel out, out of the land of Egypt, and they are going into uh, across the Red Sea and in a hunt for the promised land, Moses chides the people of Israel. He says, do not think you're anything special. You're not. God is not doing this. For you, God is not giving you this land for you. God is giving you this land because the inhabitants are so wicked, they need to be ran out of it. And Ahab, the king of Israel, is being compared to the Amorites. He's being equated to idolaters who are so bad, they have to be ran out and killed in God's eyes. And it came to pass, when Ahab heard these words, that he rent his clothes, put sackcloth upon his flesh, fasted, lay in sackcloth, and went softly. He finally realized he'd gone too far. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishpite, saying, Seest thou how Ahab humbleth himself before me? Because he humbleth himself before me, I will not bring evil, or I will not bring the evil in his days, 
but in his son's days will I bring the evil upon his house. What you didn't read there, nowhere did you read that Ahab repented himself of his actions. Nowhere did you read there that Ahab repented of his sin, turned from his idols. You didn't see that. What you saw was Ahab got caught, got denounced, he humbled himself, he cried before God, but he did not repent. When Abel, uh, Ahab heard the pronouncement, he rent his clothes, put sackcloth on, fasted, laid on sackcloth. God saw the actions. God did see the remorse. And from the very word of God, he humbled himself. So we're not going to bring it upon him. We'll bring the judgment in his son's days. God sees the, sumbling, the humbling of Ahab, yet he sees it as a temporary humbling, for he gives a temporary reprieve. We won't bring it today. Okay, he humbled himself. But we're still going to bring it. He didn't repent. He didn't turn from his wicked ways. I find it fascinating, though, because it finally means that Ahab has recognized that there is more to life than himself. That he finally understood God is the Lord God, and that he has finally listened to God. Yet he didn't repent. Remorse in being caught, but not repentance for being in sin. How do we know he didn't repent? Because we know that Ahab returns to his idolatrous, idolatrous lifestyle. We also know that while he knew God, he never gave himself over to him. For the next chapter, 1 Kings 22, three years after this, shows the guile of Ahab, the selfishness, the childishness, and finally, at the end of 1 Kings 22, the death of Ahab. Ahab never repented from all his wickedness. Showed remorse that he's going to get judged for it, but never repented from the sin. The lessons taken from Ahab are myriad, many, but we're going to focus on one. God gave Ahab so many chances. I mean, so many. He gave him seven or eight chances. But in the next chapter, chapter 22, God is done with Ahab. God wants Ahab dead for all he has done to lead the children of Israel astray. God wants Ahab dead for his wickedness, his idolatry, his sin. He's tired of dealing with them. Ahab is dead. He just doesn't know it yet. God went from this I am doing that you may know that I am the Lord to, okay, we're done. Your time's up. Do you think that we are any different than Ahab? We're not. Playing around with God, ignoring his warnings, not heeding him will not end any different for us than it did for Ahab. In fact, God actively pursued the death of Ahab. 1 Kings 22, 19. Micaiah speaking, he says, Hear thou, therefore, the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. All the host of heaven stand by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, 
who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? Ahab, God's done with him. For Ahab did fall at Ramoth Gilead. God was done with that wicked Ahab. He had run out of time to answer the call. He had run out of time to repent. God says, Ahab, I'm doing this so that you will know I am the Lord. He got the victory. He saw that God is the Lord, but he never turned to him. He never turned from their idolatry. He never repented of his sin. Finally, God says, Ahab, I'm done. Somebody, go down. I want Ahab dead. We are no different than Ahab. God will get tired of us playing around with him. 